This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. some more points of view. Welcome everyone to the Back of the Nest preview podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford. And we had a terrible start to the season, but it's not going to deter us. I've got Heskiff and I've got Albert in tow. And we're going to be building you up to 10 losses in a row, Liverpool. Hmm. But thankfully, I, we've got loads of things to talk about before then. I'd just like to, you're, you're, you mean us, right? Just to clarify, if there's any element of doubt, it's us that's lost 10 in a row. Yes, it's us that's lost 10 in a row to Liverpool. It turns out Jurgen Klopp really couldn't get that fucking lose the Crystal Palace out of his head. So... He decided not to have any more. So, we're going to start a beer check and it's going to be me on my own because Heskiff's got water and Albert's refusing to get a glass of wine. No, I'm not refusing. I already drank my beer. Oh. And, and that was the only one left in the fridge. And after drinking it, it became apparent that uh, my wife had uh, eyes for it as well. And she went to get the same beer out of the fridge. And and there was an awkward conversation. Mm. Did you lose the conversation? I may have lost the conversation, but I won the beer. (laughs) Very good. Um, I have... Former friends of the pod, Tidy Rebel, uh, for my birthday, um, another friend of the pod, Nikki, got me um, the Tiny Rebel 10-year birthday uh, box of 10 beers. So I'm on the Vic Secret on Galaxy, the IPA, 7.2%. The can is pretty cool. Like, that's a nice can. Happy birthday. Thank you. Before you mention it, it's too late, though, isn't yeah. it? 
last time I said happy birthday, I got told off for telling people it was your birthday because it wasn't. So mm. I'm in credit. Well, I had the barbecue, again. obviously, way earlier than my actual birthday, but my birthday was Tuesday. Yes. Same day um, as my brother. Same day as my brother. Um, happy birthday, happy birthday, same, Neil. Same day as Roy Hodgson. Um, uh, same day as Singapore National Day as well, apparently. I'm not going to do an impression of that. Uh, so you had a 10-year... It Was a te- was it a 10-year anniversary? It's Tiny Red was 10-year... Yeah, 10-year birthday yeah, oh, I see. box. And unfortunately, I say it wasn't sent to me free by Tiny Rebel. It was no. given to me for my birthday. And in theory... Tiny, Tiny, Tiny Rebel, if you're listening, we will take some more of these boxes. And in theory, you should have had four of those, shouldn't you? Hmm. Yeah. What was he thinking? Because it was the big four zero, right? Yeah. But he's also, you know, Nick likes to take the piss and give you beers that are super strong. So, yeah, 7.2%. On a Wednesday night while you're recording a pod, I could be doing anything by the end of this pod. You might even be predicting us not losing. No, well, I'm, no, I did predict us to win against Arsenal, but only because you robbed me of a 2-2, which, which arguably it probably should have been if we'd put our bloody chances away. We were all robbed of a 2-2, mate. <laughs> Indeed. Right, where are we going to start? We're going to start with some media watch because me and Albert have been whoring it out. Media watch. That's a big. That's a big. That's a big jingle for a very small feature. Well, hot off the press, we've drawn Oxford away in the League Cup. I said it! He's literally, Albert has called that before we started recording. He absolutely called it. Unfortunately unfortunately with him, the only thing that we've got in writing is him saying, up the horns in the chat. (laughs) I'll leave that there. (laughs) Up the the golden boys. Don't worry about (laughs) Um, Oxford, new ground for you, Heskiff? It is, yeah. I might have to do it. I don't even know when these games are. What, a couple of weeks? Yeah, it'll probably be like That's a 7.30 it. on a Tuesday. Great. Great. I'll, I'll, I'll probably do it. I've got 24 days of leave to take before the end of January. What a better way than a second round League Cup game. Perfect. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I went there in... 19 no 2000 99 2000 maybe boxing day pretty sure that was oxford might have been cambridge (laughs) (laughs) it's all slides mold now i've definitely been there a few times though um but media watch uh first of all um we were getting contacted by the bbc um for some potentially joining a documentary um, but they appear to have stripped us of some contacts and run, <laughs> which is a bit, a bit fucking rude. I mean, when I watched the first series of this, so it's like the, they had a, a documentary series of this already, first ten years of the Premier League. I mean, I think this is the second ten years is what they're filming, and the lineup was pretty outstanding in the first one. Um, so it seemed a bit weird that they wanted our ugly faces on there. Yeah, watching that program, I didn't see a huge gaping us-shaped hole uh, 
I wasn't watching it thinking we're going to shout here. You know what this could do with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to do with a Watford fan who pretends he's Sports Palace. Move over, Shearer, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Let someone else have a go, yeah? What did you make of um, Shearer and Wrighty's uh, Valerie joke on Match of the Day? Uh, I, I didn't hate it. You know, I'm all for it. All for it, yeah. Ian Wright can do no wrong. You know, Shearer's a bit... I think it was Liam Gallagher that described Alan Shearer as CID, which... <laughs> which is very apt, but, you know, he's, he's, clearly, he's clearly got a bit of personality. Um, and then, separate... I was on Sky Sports to preview the Arsenal game, um, along with, I think her name was... Um, Lola. <laughs> no, I don't think it was Lola. Her name was Sophie Nicolau um, to preview the game. And and whoever, a presenter from Sky Sports, I don't know, nice uh, conveyor belt of them, uh, just to preview the game. Uh, I don't think I embarrassed myself. I think I did all right. Did predict a 2-2, though. What did Sophie, the Arsenal fan, predict? 3-1 Arsenal. Ah, uh, a great prediction. Uh, and also said that the Palace player that she'd take in the Arsenal team was Decore. Um, but I'm calling shenanigans that she's ever seen Lons play, to be honest. Not having it. Did you, did you, say, did you say that on air? No, I did slag Ben White off, though, when I was saying by the end of that 90 minutes, uh, Ben White's going to wish that you chose Zaha so you don't have to defend against him. Take that, Sophie. Also, Decore's criminal record is pretty clean, I think, so I'm not sure he'd fit. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been saying that to Arsenal fans all week. Um, party was actually really genuinely defensively great in that game for Arsenal. Uh, broke up play lows. I think he had the most tackles in the game. And um, yeah, he's going to leave a gaping hole in that midfield um, once he's not allowed to play anymore. Um, I don't know. Anyway, we're still on Media Watch here. Yeah. Albert, you were on TalkSport. Yeah, I uh, I got a text from TalkSport saying, "Would this is last week, would I be interested in doing a pre-record uh, with <laughs> with Paul Ross, um, not my favourite of the Rosses, obviously. You know, he's got a more renowned brother. I didn't know Paul Ross Diana? was a sport. Oh, yeah, uh, I didn't know. <laughs> great takes a great penalty. Uh, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know he was on Talk Sport. Um, but the, where it kind of I came unstuck is they messaged me saying, you know, uh, it'd be a pre-record at eleven o'clock at night. And I was like, oh, that'll be all right. You know, that's just, just before going to bed. I'll probably be getting in. And then it was only when I sort of, after agreeing to it, I was like, oh, shit, that's actually that's actually one o'clock in the morning because I was still in Corfu. Um, <laughs> which, again, would have been would have been manageable. But then it was the last day of our filming out there on the job I was doing. And we were filming in a very remote uh, village up in the mountains with limited uh, reception. <laughs> Uh, and li- very limited battery. So I had ended up having to charge my phone in the car while simultaneously trying to get 
signal and because it was the the last night we'd finished you know, the night shoot turns out um greek film crew really like covering each other in beer and just tipping beer all over each other like barely drinking yeah, any of it well it's six cans for two euro fifty um Af- easy absolutely. to waste absolutely <laughs> what cost of living crisis uh <laughs> and so i found myself wandering up this really dark mountain road trying to get signal covered in beer and and just as the pre-record started lots of people were leaving and obviously i'm just stood in the wilderness on my phone covered in beer lots of people beeping their horns and shouting which you know didn't give the most um slick media presence but you know we we ambled through it was for paul ross seemed happy that's the main thing Wow. Yeah. When he's not, wasn't he in a haunted house at the same no, time? His big black book of horror, whatever it was called. Um, the, 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 I can't remember the Arsenal's, the Arsenal fan who was on that feature. I think they also predicted a free one. Um, mm. And I obviously stuck with my 2 2 that I'd, I'd also used on this one. So. I'm United, consistent. United, United front there on across all media platforms, just saying the same shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And being wrong consistently. I like yeah. It. Who cares? Exactly. So that's. I think that's that's it. Unless Hesk, if you were doing any media, you were no. you were you were at the club shop um, when there was some Arsenal fans trying to do some media outside the club shop. I was. Yeah. I, obviously, the highlight of my day when I was. Obviously, during lunch hour, because I was very busy working, it's a weekday, was uh, going to the club shop with Vanessa and then bumping into Terence. Uh, Again, a very, very definitely a lunch hour type of hour. Yeah, yeah. 100% lunch hour. Not Don't know what country it was lunchtime in, but it was definitely <laughs> lunch hour. Um, and yeah, and there were two, I guess, two Arsenal fans. They had Arsenal shirts on. So... Mm. My limited they, did also look like they were accompanied by their mum as well, though. <laughs> it did. Was, um, felt it did very Arsenal for some reason. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they said 3 1 to Arsenal, <laughs> but I, I did on the pod last week. So let's run with it. And why were you at the club shop? I was getting the new home shirt. And <laughs> did, did, you, did you achieve getting the home shirt in the size that you went in there to get? <laughs> Sort of. Um, <laughs> where, I mean, I, when I went in there, which was definitely lunchtime, it wasn't like a, it looked like a lot of the shirts had gone off the racks because the first sort of 10 shirts on the rack that I went to were all like 5XL and they just looked like really long skirts. And fucking sleeping um, bags. They looked like yeah. sleeping bags, what they looked like. <laughs> so I ended up, I ended up getting a, uh, what are they called? Body fit, player fit. Which is, mm. I mean, if you know me, you know that I do not have the physique of a professional footballer. Uh, but it, it seemed to be all right. But now I have motivation to stop eating shit and keep keep on running. Yeah, but you are quite you are quite slim naturally, though. So it works out all right for you. It was fine. I, meanwhile, I was in there replacing my kit that the <laughs> the logo was on there at a fucking right angle. <laughs> It's embarrassing. Like the eagle was trying. It looked like he had a few too many beers and fallen over, pissed, flying off um, around your shoulder. Yeah, but 
I said it to the girl behind the counter. I was like, look at this. This is wonky. And she was like, I don't think it is. I, I, I don't think it's wonky. I was like, it's definitely wonky. I was like, anyway, it's too small for me. I need an extra large. And thankfully, they had extra large non-biddy fit. The squiggly, the squiggly lines make it hard to, to, to judge whether that uh, logo is perfectly plum or not. I'm not saying you're what I'm not listen, I'm not I'm not trying to cause shit. I'm on your side here, Terence, I agree with you. But it does make it a bit difficult to Yeah. To I mean the one the one on the shirt I now have isn't completely straight either. Um but it's it's, it's mar- much closer. marginally less wonky. What are you yeah. doing here? Get down there and get another one. No, it's all right. Um and I got one for my daughter and she loved it. She cut she won't take it off, so that's nice. Um is that the indoctrination has started. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. She loves it. Absolutely loves it. Even knew the number on the back that she was wearing. She's got number two for her age. Is yeah. it? Is oh. it uh... oh, I love it. I mean, I haven't bought a home shirt for quite since before COVID, I don't think. So um, first one I've bought for ages. Really I like it. A, I, ordered the th- I got the uh, third kit for Arthur's birthday mm. this weekend. Feels a bit thin and cheap. I'm not going to lie. The materials, some strange the material. Does. The third one really does. It looks and feels cheap. The the home shirt's a bit different. It doesn't feel like that. And it's the back is different to the front. It's got like a breathable material on it. Mm. Um, and it and it looks kind of smart. Like I, yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I'm all right with it. But yeah, the black one definitely looks. It could look better and feel better. That's for sure. So it's, only 100, it's only hundred quid for the shirt, the socks, <laughs> and, a, and the. Socks what, hang and on, what size were you getting him? Uh, uh, an eight-year-old one. Uh, oh yeah, so the three to four with personalisation was sixty. Yeah, I think yeah. like ninety-five plus the five-pound fucking delivery. Yeah, it's mad. Anyway. <laughs> at least, the, at least the badge is straight. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is some better things you could be spending your money on, um, and Hesk, if that would be supporting your friends doing the marathon march later this year. What an excellent segue! I had no idea what that was leading into there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got so every year I say, "Oh yeah, I'll do the marathon march next year," and then next year rolls around and I just don't do it because I'm lazy. Uh, but two of my friends, Jason and Will, uh, are both doing the Marathon March. Um, obviously, money goes to the Powers for Life Foundation, which is a great cause. Uh, and if anyone's listening and wants to donate a little bit to fellow Palace friends, um, that would be great. I'll, I'll stick the I'll stick the links to their to their Just Giving page uh, on the back of the Nest Twitter. So have a look on there, and if you can spare a couple of quid. Uh, that would be very nice indeed. Yeah, because they, they they want you to get to three hundred pound per person to actually walk it, right? So yeah, Albert, do you have any tips for his friends? Steady. No, I, well, my tip would have been I signed up to the uh, the Marathon March Plus, where if you pay fifty quid, <laughs> you can <laughs> s- someone else can walk it for you. So right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, as as a lot, I'd refuse to do the marathon march because um, you could end up completely against your own will, being pictured with undesirables. What, what do you mean? 
just a picture of me. It's just a picture of you and Albert. That's the problem. Yeah, well, something like that. I was up for it. This, I was up for it this year, but no one, no one else was up for it. So it's not, it's not too late to book, is it? You can still get on. Is this you volunteering? I mean, I hate walking. When is it? Yeah, what day I, is it? I don't really like walking either, to be honest. What day is can it? Give us, I'll do it if you piggyback me all the way, Albert. How about that? You know, mm. since uh, since I've got Manscaped boxers, not sponsored, they're not giving us any money for this, and my thighs <laughs> don't rub together as much. Like, I like walking a little bit more. So... Mm. Maybe next, next year, year, guys. Yeah. So... <laughs> um, this reminds me of a few years back uh, when we were trying to come up with the idea of cycling to and from Sunderland away. Do you remember this, Heskiff? Many years back when we were doing flying higher, and um, I... it was going to be me, you, and Bridders, and then Bridders, was it? yeah, and Bridders fucking fell off a cliff and his ankle went up into his knee. So we I definitely remember Bridders falling <laughs> off a cliff. I remember that bit. <laughs> Insane. Um, He's all right now, though, just to be clear, after years of surgery. <laughs> yeah, it's been seven years. Yeah, so the 22 Marathon March is on... Well, this is great. They don't they don't have a date on here. Oh, you joke. You actually do have to pay to do it, Albert. Yeah, I think there's a little sign-up fee. 20, £25 sign-up fee. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's on the twenty fourth of September. Wait, that's like God. I wouldn't have time to train for that. And no, no, I'm not. I'm back from Cornwall, which is a disaster. I come back from Cornwall the day we play Brighton away, so it's going to be a very, Ooh. very early drive back from Cornwall. <laughs> I'll be trying. I'll be trying to smooth the misses into dropping me off at the stadium on the way, but we'll see how far I get with that one. Yeah. Good luck. It's actually just probably much easier just to drive back to East Croydon and get <laughs> get the train to Brighton, to be honest. But um, yeah, we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> Is that midweek? No, it's Saturday, 3pm, it looks like. Strange. Can you just imagine the carnage that's going to cause? <laughs> Jesus. Knives and knuckle dusters everywhere. Uh, right, we're going to go on a little bit of a trip down memory lane now. Um, firstly, starting with the sad news that um, it's a little bit old now in that sense, but Andreas Rubin sadly passing away on the 1st of August at the nothing age of 43 years old. Um, widely remembered for his absolute stonker of a goal against Liverpool in the League Cup semi-final back in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um Quite a shock, Albert, that, you know, 43, that you're not far off that. No one, even all three of us is in the very, very close future for us is 43. Some of us nearer than others. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way, again. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't read as to what it was, but, you know, the end result is is, is the same. And yeah, it's no age at all. And yeah, never forget that. Liverpool goal or the the other stonker against against Leicester. Uh, that was that's when I really first go, started going regularly to Palace. That that sort of era, and uh, I think he was definitely uh, definitely in the cult hero uh, section. Look, looking like a twelve year old wearing his dad's clothes. <laughs> yeah, the shirt was far too big, 
wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was for everyone that year. It was far yeah. too big. It was a was that a TFG year? Was that one of those kits? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. yeah, talking of talking um, of awful materials on shirts. That hang on. I disagree completely. The quality is unbelievable. Like they're still, they are like a McDonald's burger. If you just left them on a shelf, like it would stay forever. Same colour as the fucking cheese in a McDonald's burger, that yellow one. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. No. So yeah, obviously very, very sad news. And yeah, it kind of for us, very in our formative palace years of, you know, when when there wasn't much else going on in our lives and Palace meant everything. He's one of those one of those players on that ilk there. So um really, really sad. And in the before recording it got us on to talking about his Latvian um counterpart <laughs> Alex Kalinko, um who played eighty three games Palace. We were saying that Rubin's playing hundred and seventy times hundred and seventeen times for Latvia is some some output in a career at international level. Uh, I think I think he scored a goal against Germany as well. Was his most notable one, but yeah, it got us to talking about Kalinko. Um, first, firstly, to save at the save at Newcastle, Albert. Oh, I mean, we, we've definitely spoken about it before, but I'm happy to speak about it again. <laughs> Just what a save! You was um, you'd forgotten that he'd attempted a slide tackle in the corner on Clay, Craig Bellamy. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't just come tearing out of his area to sort of you know make himself big. Football cliche. He actually sort of, you know, it's, it's quite a good defensive stance actually. You know, low centre of gravity, eye on the ball, um, but then thinks, "Fuck it, I'm going in for a slide tackle." <laughs> it's like it's like a, it's a bit like the old sort of probably the late nineties like FIFA games where. You know, there wasn't much animation between a player standing still and then doing a slide tackle. They're just all of a sudden like, like on the floor. And he does that, you know, he's nowhere and the ball goes into the area and and Olivier Bernard takes a pop shot from sort of 18 yards and then just all of a sudden out of nowhere, fucking Kalinko's there making a save at the what what would have been his far post. Outrageous. <laughs> um he was actually the reason why he managed to scamper back across like the 30 yards so fast was because Trevor Francis was chasing him. (laughs) (laughs) If only there was a way for us to relive that on YouTube. Uh, Well, there absolutely is. Um, On the lesser spotted (laughs) Terence Ford YouTube channel. Uh, If you type in Alex Kalinko save versus Newcastle, it will get you to a very grainy video of... um, of the save we're referring to here. He also um, had a huge um, advantage because he's very aerodynamic with that nose. You know, it's like a con- like con- like concourse. <laughs> cut through, cut through the um, resistance. So. Yeah, man. Mm. Um, Andres Rubin, <laughs> second second most capped Latvian player. Just looked it up. I'll tell you the first one is, but I can't pronounce it. And, <laughs> and steaming into the top ten, much like that clip, is Alexandras Kalinko. Uh, in ninth position, he was fifteenth position a minute ago, and he's just he's, <laughs> out of nowhere just appeared at ninth. Um, 90, 94 caps, but no goals. So, bit disappointing. Mm. He's not he Jose Luis Chilavert. He was still playing for Latvia in two thousand and fifteen. That doesn't sound right, does it? Uh, it could be. He was playing for Palace in two thousand one, so he was a, he was relatively young when he was with us. So yeah, goalies can play till they're forty. 
well, not me. I wasn't playing until I was 40. <laughs> but yes, some goalkeepers can play until they're 40. So not too bad. Um, so hot on the heels of this, we're going to continue down memory lane because a certain Christian Benteke has departed to bottom of the league, DC United in the MLS. <laughs> not for long. It's all right, though. There's no relegation. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Hask, if it all seemed a bit rushed, happened very quickly. Um, and it took it took the club several days to actually get any sort of video out to um, commemorate him and his time at Palace. Um, what are your yeah. thoughts? It was weird. Like, we were... I was having a drink in the fan zone for the game where I never get signal ever. And then all of a sudden I got a thing from the Palace app saying Benteke's left, which is where I knew he wasn't on the bench. Uh, and like you say, they put the video up today. And the weird thing about it was there was no, the goal away at, in the last minute at, at the Amex wasn't on there. It was mm. footage of him playing Pictionary, which I'm sure is a memory that we all hold near and dear. But you'd think a last minute winner against Bryant would make make the cut there. Yeah. Hotly followed by him getting replaced by his brother at Middlesbrough away. <laughs> <laughs> the real Benteke. Who, oh, who, incidentally, did you see the other day he tweeted a vomit face in response to someone talking about Dougie Friedman? Is that is that right? Mm. I was yeah. making a vomit face when he shot from 80 yards at Middlesbrough. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which probably done his um, ACL and finished, yeah. finished him. Uh, I mean... Ben's older brother Christian Benteke must have um, somehow hustled in him into the deal. Hundred percent. He is because his, his brother ain't a professional footballer. But that first season, which kind of bought him a lot of good grace with Palace fans, Albert, eighteen goals, pretty much single handedly handedly kept us up that season. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and that was you know that was shortly after he was the, the villain of the piece after. Buying that awful dive for Liverpool um, mm. in front of the White Horse, uh, but you know, I was I was a big defender of Christian Benteke over the years, even in his really dry spells. I certainly don't think he got didn't get used particularly well by Hodgson. It was always fits and starts, and he's you know he's definitely a player that needed to build up fitness and momentum, particularly after that injury. But you know, for the first season, I don't think we could have asked for anything anything more. You know, sort of Zaha Townsend either side and Benteke just, just scoring all sorts of goals. You know, he was, he was really on form, but you know, it's kind of, it kind of fizzled out. Um, I'm definitely, definitely sad to see him go, but maybe a change is what he needed. I think it's the, we'll only know the sort of severity of that decision once the transfer window slams shut to use a uh, Sky Sports parlance. Um, Get him to call me next time, James. Uh, so yeah, listen, it's it's, it's, it's it's a shame that it never he never he never sort of carried on that first season. But I think he what what he what he lacked in front of goal towards the end. I think he was he was making up for elsewhere. Um, you know, as you mentioned before, we could have used him defending that first corner against Arsenal. But um, you know, what what gets thrown back at you there is well, we shouldn't be paying we shouldn't be paying him to defend. You know, it's just one of those things and. You know, hopefully, hopefully he goes there and finds a new lease of life and loads of money. Yeah, well, it gives us loads of money back in terms of a weekly wage budget, knocking a hundred grand. Well, Matt, I don't know because he did sign a new deal, so maybe it was less than that. But um, yeah, it's certainly a big chunk of money off the weekly wage bill, and probably a big 
you know, the continuing move of us just bringing down the average age, getting people on lesser wages, younger, hungry people have still got something to who have got something to prove, um, so they can't demand the big wages, and then it's going to be sending them on for fees, which is something we've got to get used to because we've basically sold no one for many years now. We've, I think. But Lassie was the last significant sale we made of any sort of note. Um, and I think we only done that because it was just such a ridiculous offer from Everton. And probably it's the start of the beginning of their downfall, basically, in terms of making ridiculous signings that have led them into a relegation battle, which let's all be honest, we hope they foul this season and go down to the <laughs> championship because it'd be fucking hilarious. Yes, please. Yes, it would. <clears throat> yes, please. Um... So, favourite Benteke memories? Um, what you, what you got for us? I mean, it seems kind of like apt for his Palace career that we were robbed of being there live for the <laughs> winner at Brighton um, in the famous they couldn't, could they? <laughs> um, after getting absolutely battered for 90 minutes, somehow coming out with that volley at the back post. Um, but what other memories you got, Albert? Uh, apart from when he fell over taking that penalty. Um, uh, well, I mean that was the feel one of the feel good Palace moments when he made it five against Leicester from that penalty after the Bournemouth debacle earlier in the season. Oh, that's, yeah, so fell. that's the one we felt. He, he scored the one he fell over, didn't he? Yes, yeah. What so he long... missed against Bournemouth, and then yeah, Luca let him take the penalty to to complete his redemption arc. That's the right. Spot. I was thinking of one where he wrestled the ball and missed. Uh, well, listen. It has to be. It has to be sitting Courtois down on his ass at Stamford Bridge, doesn't it? I mean, I've not seen a goal like that uh, very often. Certainly in the Premier League, you know, just in that, you know, that's a that's a proper five aside, you know, on a, the the player that's head and shoulders everybody else type finish. You, you rarely see that in the Premier League. That's just that's. And well, to do it to your international teammate is just filthy. <laughs> it's like yeah. I know I've trained with you enough. I know that you're going to sit down, so have some of this. Yeah, hold, exactly. it, hold it, as the kids like to say at the moment. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean that 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 was that's the, that's the peach, isn't it? Mm. Um, Heskiff, anything to add? Yeah, I think that's probably my favourite goal he scored. But I also liked the handshake with Mamma at Anfield. Yes, very um, good. That's quite funny. Uh, yeah, yeah and the two, he the two goals at Anfield. He scored two goals at Anfield yeah, in, did, a, in the did. win as well. One that I always, a goal that he scored that I remember was, I think it was Everton away, where yeah. I think Ward crosses it and he's on like the edge of the box and he manages to like bang it far corner from the edge of the box. I've never seen a header like that before. It's like a header. Yeah, he curls yeah. it. Yeah, he curls yeah. it in his head. Yeah. We were in that, me, me, Carl, and Penny were in the posh seats for that at Everton. We were in the Everton ballroom. <laughs> we went absolutely fucking mental. And then we wrongly, um, immediately after, had wrongly, Delaney had a goal disallowed for offside that wasn't offside. And the game finished one all. Brilliant night. Um, Bournemouth away. Scoring injury injury time there to make it two 0 to seal the three points was absolute scenes. That that was a brilliant night. That one. Um, I was actually then, in a, a bar in Beckenham watching that, but I guess the game was on sort of a thirty second delay. Mm. So someone was on their phone and they were like, 
we've scored another one. But at the time, the ball was like in our box, I think. So everyone, it was like, oh, shut up, like a bit nervy. <laughs> and then you saw us attack and we're like, oh, have we, have we, are we going to? And then we did and it all went mad. So that was, well, that was quite a fun well, one. What I always remember about that night as well was it was Andros Townsend who assisted it and he came off the bench. And the rumours were that he was actually being sold before the game and they were trying to work it out because it was a clo- the transfer window was closing that night. Yeah. And the rumours were that he was on his way out. And then whether or not he was, or and it fell through, and we ended up naming him on the bench, and then he comes off the bench and provides the perfect cross for Ben Take, which I think he then did again four years later. Maybe was the next time he provided him with a perfect cross to head home, um, <laughs> which was you know basically the last six months of Roy when Roy decided to start crossing the ball to Ben Take. Um, I didn't mention it that to him in Costa Coffee, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, you did or you didn't? I didn't. No. Oh, okay, fine. You know, that would be cruelty against the elderly. It'd be out of order. Couldn't have done that. Um, but yes, yeah, so thanks, Christian, for the memories. Um, a mixed Palace career. Um, I'm not I'm not going to miss uh, all of the people behind me in Block B at the home sales screaming at you to press or chase down pointless yeah. balls. <laughs> I will say that um, back of the nest zone, Tom Fancett, uh, his dad stands just in front of me in the same row as Vanessa, and he fucking hates Benteke a lot. Oh, really? Uh, so when I came down to my seat for the Arsenal game, I was like, oh, have you, you heard about Benteke? I, the smile on his face is something I don't think I've ever seen in like 10 years of sitting near him. <laughs> Delighted he was. Delighted. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. He based on as Palace were talking about and you, you always got the feeling and, you know, he was good off the pitch in and around the squad and, you know, getting involved with everything and keeping morale good and so on. So it's, um, yeah, I think he's, his loss is probably going to be felt around the squad for a bit because he was obviously a big character everyone likes. So um, best of luck at DC United under, under Wayne Rooney and um, let's see how he does out there. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Various transfer rumours going on here and there. Um... 
Zaha to Chelsea, Albert, is the one that's kind of been rumbling around in the last 36 hours. To me, it feels a little bit like a journalist has gone, well, Callum Hodson-Odoi is asked to leave to get minutes. Um, it's only somewhere like Palace is where he'd get minutes. So, hey, Zaha for Hodson-Odoi and some money. Yeah, I, I only sort of caught wind of it this afternoon. People talking about Zaha and Chelsea. And it was like, sorry, what? Because uh, you sort of think Chelsea must be done now. That you know They've gone from on the brink of extinction to now splashing loads of money around, some of which is far too much for what they're getting, in my opinion, no, naming no names. Uh, so you sort of think, oh, blimey, it's, um, maybe that's happening because you, know, you can't rule anything out now. But I don't know. I can't see it myself. I, I think it's, I don't know if he'd go, you know, don't think you necessarily go there and walk into the team straight off the bat. You know, they're, they're, they're quite a top-heavy side, but, you know, they've got plenty sort of wingers come attackers. You know, it's not a gaping hole in their squad. Um, but then, obviously, all the, you know, all the momentum starts and it's, oh, OK, well, if we get Conor Gallagher or Loftus-Cheek and all that sort of stuff, mm. which, you know, do swap deals happen these days anymore? You know, I think, you know, they've sold, um, they've bought Cucurella from Brighton and sent, was it Colwell? Colwell back to Brighton, but oh, you know, yeah. two two separate deals by the looks of it. So I don't think that would ever be something we would see. Um, but then you know, before logging on tonight for this, I read now that they're they're poised to sign De Jong and Aubameyang, and it's like fucking hell. Well, yeah. Yeah. surely surely that puts paid to any Zaha rumours. But you know, but yeah, because it said that Pulisic is on his way out. He's been made available. So um, yeah, I don't know. Weird weird times going on there. Um, I, I can't see it happening. I, I just think Zaha's going to run his contract down and go at the end of the season. Is you know, and twenty five million. Say we got twenty five million for him now. Is over the course of the season. Is in terms of placing in the Premier League and whatever. It's probably worth that anyway. Just keeping him. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah, and then you know another chunk of a hundred thirty odd grand a week that becomes available to us next season. So. Oh my god, that main stand ain't gonna build itself. That's a shot. We need to get some money from somewhere. So I don't know. Be interested to see what happens. Um Scott Banks has got out on loan to Bradford, already played for them last night in the League Cup, but which they beat Hull 2-1, which would be some sort of bragging rights up there, I imagine. But um by all, all accounts had a good game. Be really good to see him um get some consistent minutes over the season and hopefully develop because I would like to be able to get him on the field for his dead ball delivery alone. We've never been a team to score enough from set pieces and um, to have someone who anything within 30 yards becomes like a penalty and he can actually ping in corners as well. It would be really nice to have someone like that who you know, got people like Anderson now and Gay coming up from the back who actually can, you know, they know how to move around in the box and get their head on the end of things. So, yeah, we need some decent delivery in there. Um and Conor Gallagher is the other one that rumours are flying around that I think they're going to fly around to the end of the window. We're obviously going to be interested if we can make it happen. In an ideal world, if it does, I'd want it to be a loan with an option to buy this time. I don't mm-hmm. want to be going through the same thing at the end of next season. And if Chelsea are going to keep throwing it, players at it, block his path, it, you know, I think by the end of the window, if they've brought in a couple more players in the, in, the, in and around his position... 
it'd be wise to look at what Mark Gay's done and just say, Do you know what, let me go and take a couple of years there and I enjoyed my time, can prove myself and Chelsea can sign me back in a couple of years for 80 million or whatever. Because you know that's what's going to happen with Gay. Can't can't see yeah. him past it being back at Chelsea in a couple of years, but there we are. Uh, under 21 season started. Um, we won't dwell on this, but we played Brighton, obviously, in 1-3-2. Um, got to love Jack Wells Morrison coming off at the end as well, like kissing his badge and all that. <laughs> like, love that kid. Um, but <laughs> the Brighton player and, and CISO, signed oh for 10 million playing in the under 21s. <laughs> Riedeval just kind of threw him to the ground and he's... How many roles did he do, Haskiff? Yeah, he did like four or five roles whilst covering his face. Um, <laughs> Rick Riedeval sort of touched his shoulder. I don't even really think he did that much. Um, and I was watching the game at the time, obviously, I was shouting all these swear words at him. But then the camera sort of zooms in on Will Hughes, who starts off by just sort of laughing and pointing at him, looking at the ref and being like, what is that? <laughs> and then, like as as the camera zooming in, Will Hughes is definitely giving him a more X-rated opinion. I think, sort of pointing at him, and all the Brighton players are sort of trying to move Hughes off, but not in a like proper shoving way because they all know that the guy's being an absolute dickhead as well. So, <clears throat> all, yeah. all of this, Will Wolf Zaha's a diver, and then they got this clown doing that in a reserve game. I'm not having it, and. Um... Obviously, I watched the game. I don't, I'm sure you didn't, Albert, but you might have seen the clips of Malcolm just basically dribbling through half their team on a consistent basis over and over again. Um, but very, very raw still. Um, I think Elise is a lot more polished and that's why he's going to get a lot more minutes this season. But to have him come on for the last 15 minutes of games that we need something and causing some chaos factor, I think um, he's definitely a great addition and someone we're going to want to keep around and not send out on loan. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just, yeah, the, the clips from that under-21 game, uh, yeah, you've definitely hit the nail on the head there. You know, Elise is very sort of, I suppose graceful is more the word, you know, the way he sort of glide, mm. glides across the pitch. This is definitely more, I don't know, it's got got, got definitely got shades of young Zaha about him, just mm. the way it's, 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 it's real, like, instinct and, and energy and just, just going for it. And, you know, it's what we all want to see, you know. Stick, just to sort of play, you just think, fuck it, just stick him in. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. You know, just stick him in. Back, back when his Twitter handle was actually Young Zaha. Do you remember that? <laughs> 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 but he's definitely bulkier than Wilf was at that age. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be going for him. And yeah, yeah, hopefully he can, you know, playing on a pitch with Eze, Wilf and Elise throughout all of the season is only going to make him better. And um, Jordan yeah, I, I think. Some amazing things. Hey, there's a lot to be learned from Jordan Ayew. He's defense, one of the best defensive. That's why I said it. One of the best defensive attackers there is in the Mate, Premier League. Not as, defen- not as defensive as you, by the sounds of it. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Right. Um, 44 minutes into this recording. So, should we talk about Liverpool for nah. 90 seconds? Yeah. Klopp will only complain about it. Yes, he's. We've already complained about the dry pitch at Fulham. Uh, what that man is clowning. Yeah, it was, a dry, it was a dry pitch. That was that was why they. You've got your five subs, Jurgen. Shut up. Yeah, what more do you want? Um, but yeah, so as I said at the top of the show, ten straight defeats now in the Premier League. Eleven, if you want to throw in the Premier League Asia Trophy um, from four or five years ago, whatever it was. Um, I think it's well and truly 
us being their bogey team has been firmly nailed into the ground. <laughs> doesn't doesn't exist. Um, Albert, can you see us getting anything? They obviously had a bit of a slow start, but you know, from speaking from experience, when we played Huddersfield on the opening game of the season, you never really want to play a newly promoted team. It can be a very difficult task. And um, yeah, what do you, what do you think? It's probably the best time we can get them and play them to get, have a chance of getting anything. Yeah, I think so. You know, you always look at a performance like Fulham put in and think, well, you go instantly. That's a glimmer of hope for us. But you know, one thing doesn't correlate necessarily to the other. And I mean, they, you know, it's one of those things. But how many times we've we seen it? There's lot, lots of talk about how poor Liverpool were. But you know, the fucking state of the pitch aside, you know, Fulham looked excellent. You know, I saw the extended highlights. Um, more, more through sort of work rate and and harassing rather than sort of liquid football but you know we're, we're capable of a bit of both um i think we're we're, we're definitely i don't think we're going to come away from it but listen Mane ain't playing is he let's be honest i know they've signed several <laughs> other players that that look pretty good but uh but Mane ain't there so but, but between the full the full performance and no sadio Mane, i'm feeling ever so slightly more positive than i would have been at the end of last season let's put it that way mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously the scourge of Crystal Palace. I don't think anyone's ever in the Premier League scored more goals against us than Mane has. It must be Mane. And that's without even including assists on top of it as well. I mean, Salah's no slouch against us either. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, over those 10 games, we're losing 36 on aggregate. (laughs) And of those six, three of them were in that one game which finished (laughs) 4-3. <laughs> like there, there, there are games. Obviously, we had that seven nil where you're just like, well, for, forget it. But even last year, I thought we played pretty well at Anfield. Obviously, we lost three nil, but we played pretty yeah, well. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't a three nil performance. No, and at home, don't, when we don't got the game don't. back to got back to two one, looked really good, and then they got a penalty for elbow and our goalie in the face. <laughs> So, you know, those sort of games, it's annoying. Not saying we would have gone on to win or whatever, but, you know, we've we've not been... Yeah, we lost 6-1 in aggregate last season. We didn't deserve to be a 6-1, you know. We we competed in those games and we played pretty well. But it's one of those things, a bit like you saw against Arsenal, when you get a chance, like Eze, you can't not, you can't not take it because yeah. if Salah gets a chance like that or this Nunes guy, any of their forward players, they're, they're going to score. Mate, so I've just I've just got rid of my chubby from that Zaha pass. Now you've reminded me of it. Oh, unbelievable pass! And what's what's frustrating about that was if Wilf was a recipient of the pass, I reckon he scores that because his favourite is going back across goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Against Liverpool, you know, last year I thought we played all right. I think it's going to be tough. They'll be up for it. It's at Anfield. Like likelihood date, they're going to beat us. Um. But yeah, it's but frustrating because prime, prime time Palace, mate, isn't it? Prime time Palace. Friday to open the season. Now Monday night football. Um, it's what it's what the neutrals want to see. Us, <laughs> us defending set pieces because it guarantees goals. <laughs> we all need cheering up on a Monday, don't we? Oh god. Um, so uh, in the background there, Albert, have I heard you doing practice dice rolls to see what the score's going to be? No, actually, it was something else. I'd, uh, have I, no. Scratching um, your balls, mate. Does that sound like rolling dice when you do it? Not when I do it. What, your balls or mine? 
Uh, oh, look, there you go. Found them. My, the dice, not my balls. Hang on a minute. Oh, phew. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. All right. Tension is unbearable. Here we go. Liverpool at home, right? So Liverpool, the first dice. <gasps> Two. <laughs> Two? Two. Two for Liverpool. Okay, okay. Ow. One. Six. Six. Okay. I've, I mean, never been, I've, I've never been more disappointed to roll a six. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can you can think about your real prediction if you want. And um, Yeah. Heskiff, what are you going for? Ugh. I think it's going to be another game where you play all right but lose. I'll say... I want to say 3-0. I'm going to say 2-0 to try and be posy. A bit more positive. 2-0 Liverpool. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be three 0 But for for to continue the positive vibes, I'll say nil nil. <laughs> well, um, Anderson will just bully that Nunes or whatever his name is up front, um, like he did to uh, Jesus, who got more increasingly wound up as the game went on. So I got sad. Anderson was unbelievable in that game. Oh man, he was. I was just about to say he I was. Just, I just love him. <laughs> love him. Love him. I want to be him. <laughs> I want to be able to play like him. I want his dress sense, like every about him. Love the bloke. Fucking you, you, you want to be bullied by him. I, I'll be bullied by him, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Absolutely. <laughs> so what's your prediction? Uh, 6-2 Palace. 6-2 Palace. Okay, yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. So that's your lot for this week. Um, we are are we back next week? I think there's still there's games, right? We got Villa or yeah, something, haven't we? That's the we Villa. Do, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So we'll be back on Wednesday recording. So in your ears for Thursday next week. Um, obviously there will be the match report show this weekend. So look out for that uh, again. I think it'll be recorded. No, no, I'm lost. It's a Monday night game. So they'll be doing that Tuesday or will we be picking it up? We might pick it up. Who knows? Review, preview. Keep your eye on the socials. It's like, it's just like we, you know, we can we can squeeze in a match report as well when we do a four-minute preview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say, it, took, it, took, it took 46 minutes to talk about this, this game, so sure. <laughs> hey. yeah, we'll, we'll whip through the eight goals very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, either way, eight nil. We won't talk about it, and if it's nil nil, like I said, there's no goals to talk about. So how long can it take? Um, this, this is true. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled to the socials, and you find out then. I mean, it's all falling to shit because Dr's gone to Abu Dhabi or something, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking, I didn't mention him in media watch falling over on BT Sport when he was kicking a ball at some sort of <laughs> graphic wall. What? I missed that one. I think he tripped over his beard um, <laughs> while he tried to kick the ball. But no. Um, yeah, so keep your eyes peeled to the socials at Back of the Nest on Twitter or Instagram and all of that jazz. Um, but we'll be back next week. Normal time. And until then, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. 
You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.